0: Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Hey, everyone. Listen, have you ever been scared or fearful to create content? Have you said things like, I need to get better gear. Uh, My lighting isn't good. I need to have a better process. You know, all the reasons in the book of why you shouldn't, but maybe it's an underlining fear. Listen, if this is you, I have an epic episode for you today. I brought on... Arguably the content king of the world Evan Carmichael. I mean 3 million subs on YouTube He's worked with celebrities everybody who's who's the who's who in the world. This guy has worked with listen I brought him on Instagram live for a special edition of the Ryan Show podcast and you know he answered this question now spoiler alert here a big part of what we talked about was the power of thought quality rather than production quality again uh, we're going to segue into this live edition on Instagram I apologize for the the audio quality as we did do it on Instagram live but I had to post it and I had to send it out to you guys because this is pure fire so if you are scared of creating content you do not want to miss this episode enjoy and much love from the team hold squad and again hit me up at info at rhinos.ca or at rhinos one on any social platform and let me know what you thought take care and remember curiosity should always be your mandate this is the show that helps you upgrade your life personally and professionally let's keep depositing into that soulful currency boom there we go how are you? I
1: was expecting the bachata music to start playing.
0: Listen, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, I had to bring the DJ controller out because we're going to talk about why you're the DJ of content, man. There, OK, uh, all right. <laughs> How have you like been? It.
1: Good man, good man, happy, I don't even know what day it is Happy today,
0: let's go International Podcast Day, let's do this, let's do this Uh, Hey welcome to the live edition of the Rhino Show Podcast It is International Podcast Day So I have to bring you an amazing guest Evan has been on our show previously This episode is sponsored by Motion Grey Stand-Up Desk and Heartbeat Hot Sauce Evan, welcome back my man Let's go, I'm excited Let's go Canada in the house Canada in the house Canada baby, Canada Listen, uh, number one question we get asked on the business side of things is How the heck do we create content consistently? How do you master this, Evan? I mean, systems, processes, businesses say things like, listen, Ryan, we've hired an in-house person. They got, they got fired. We've tried an outbound company. It didn't work out. How do we manage to create content like Evan Carmichael on a consistent basis?
1: What I want to know is how are you going to be holding that set the whole time, and and does his arm get tired from holding up his? No, no. Oh snap! All Uh, right. uh, so listen, I think I think the biggest thing is if you want to stay consistent on your content, is pay attention to who you are serving instead of who you're not. Mm. People get caught up in I don't have the right gear, I don't have the right I don't have the right phone, I don't know what light to use, I don't know what platform, and it's it's all excuses. It's all just fear talking. Mm. The biggest thing is you're just afraid of putting up content And one, nobody's seeing it. Yep. Or two, people seeing it and judging you and saying, you suck because you have <laughs> yep. the wrong whatever, right? Because you're, yep. something went wrong, right? That's re- that's really, at the end of the day, we, we hide under, I don't know who to hire, and I don't know what process, like the process is gonna magically fix something. It's your fear of, of judgment. That's the only mm. thing. And so. The way around it is to, again, focus on who you are serving instead of who you're not. The game of who you're not serving never ends, right? I mean, I have, I don't know, what, I'm at 3 million subscribers on YouTube. Mm. Why don't I have 5? Why, mm. Why don't I have 7? Why don't I have 10? Like, the game, that game never ends. The thing that get me going, if you look at my journey, I've shared it on my homepage, on my website, which shows mm. my year-over-year-over-year over year over year growth. Yes. And, and it was like, guys, it was nothing. Like, 23 subscribers to the 90-something subscribers. It's like five years later, I, I have 7,000. People or something follow me. It's yes. your, so why? Like, how do you keep going? How do you go for five years and you still haven't cracked ten thousand subscribers or followers? What keeps you going? Well, because I focus on the people who I was serving. Mm. That if the, we got 48 people watching here live, I love you guys. It's like mm. 48 people who are watching live. I want to serve. I want to help. I want to. Mm. I want to give as much as I can because one, it makes you feel good because you know mm. that the work you're doing is important. Uh, but two, the the 48 take you to the 480. You take you to the 48,000. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's like the, the biggest problem is you feel like what we do doesn't matter. You know, mm. when you're making content and nobody sees it, you feel like what you do doesn't matter. And all of us wanna wake up and feel like what we do matters. And mm. so the more you can focus on who is showing up, like if you went and did a speech and, and 25 people showed up at a library or YMCA, you'd be mm. really nervous and excited. Like, oh my God, 25 people. I gotta, I gotta mm. show up. I gotta deliver for these guys. But if mm. 25 people like your thing on Instagram, you feel like a total failure. Yes. Just focus on the people who are in your community. Give them love, give them support, fill, fill them up and it'll fill you up and that gives you the motivation to keep going. I've done 11,000 something plus videos on my main channel. Mm. I know, over, I over know. 12 years 13 years something like that so all in all my channels we've probably done thirteen thousand plus videos over over 12 13 years there's this, there
0: you know what there's this thing evan i, I call soulful currency account and I, I i preach it on my show because i i believe in the soulful currency account so people seem to value a lot of things by you know vanity metrics but let's say we're valuing things by how much money we're making i'm like listen there's vibe currency there's soulful currency there's monetary currency there's helpful currency for you, you consistently, when I look at your site, cause I've been there and I've looked at it, you had some really incremental hops, but you put in a lot of work and ate a lot of poo poo for, for a while before you got that. How did you figure out uh, again, like how did you keep consistent with depositing in your soulful currency account when sometimes it would get a little lonely and maybe I'm sure you've had doubt, you're a human being, but was there any one trick or one thing that you said, no, keep going?
1: Uh, I had to remind myself of the value of what I did. And so mm. now, now I'm spoiled and you're spoiled. Like you post something up, you're going to get comments. You're going to get love every day. People email you, DM you say, Ryan, mm. thank you. You changed my life. You impacted me like that's beautiful. But that, that, mm. that's a process. Man. That doesn't, that didn't just happen. Ryan didn't just show up. And now all of a sudden he's got his show and followers <laughs> and et cetera. Yeah. So what I did was, um, and I did this before even YouTube, I did this when I was speaking. Cause you know, when you speak on stage, it feels amazing. You're helping, yes. you're vibing. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> (laughs) and then people come up to you after you and tell you what an impact it had. It's like you're on cloud nine, and then you yeah. wake up tomorrow, and it's like, well, what? What, what am I doing? Where, where's the next? Where's the next speaking? Game? And you like fall back down. Yeah. And and that's really rough. So at the beginning, I, I, you know, I might have spoken once a month or something. So how do I keep the energy between that? What mm. I did was I would take all of the feedback that I got from people and the emails that came in, and I put it together in a PowerPoint file. Mm. And I would I would look at this PowerPoint file every morning. I put it to the soundtrack. I will go the distance by Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Hercules song
0: uh, that's not bachata Jesus. though that's not bachata no no we need a bachata
1: version i'm sure somebody's remixed that somebody's, remixed <laughs> come, that on. somebody's <laughs> that. come on come on somebody's done it but i would i would watch that video every morning as a reminder of hey what i do matters to people because it because mm. it's hard to wake up every day and feel mm. like you matter and mm. so by the time i started doing youtube stuff i had already kind of ingrained that in Um, And, dude, my first video, I had three comments in the first year. One year, Mm. three comments. And one was my mom, and one (laughs) was my sister, and one was some other random person, right? I mean, now that video's done decently well because everybody wants to go back and, like, watch what the first video was. But there's still videos on my channel that have no comments that are Mm. however many years old. It's that, hey, if if 38 people watch my video, I would tell myself, Mm. not that I suck, which is what most people tell ourselves. Yes. I would tell myself, 38 people watch this video. Thank you. Mm. And and one of those 38 people, maybe that was a life-changing moment for them. Like maybe this video Mm. was the one that actually pushed them forward. Whether that's actually true or not, that's what I would tell myself because we default to thinking nobody cares. How about you default to thinking it's actually having an impact? And it just shifts your whole perspective so that instead of wishing I had 3,800, people or 38,000 people. I'm grateful for the 30 that I have. And that just gives yourself
0: the permission to keep going and making more content. Absolutely love that. You know what? It's interesting though. So for you, we talk a lot about niche and then we talk about broad. I, full disclosure, because I think people get value because this is a question that I still battle with as I'm creating content. I still have not niched down extraordinarily. I, I, I consider myself almost more lifestyle where I love talking about Entrepreneurship and motivation and inspiration. Now I know that I'm gonna grow slower because I'm I'm going pretty broad. Now if you pick a niche, you, you know often we say, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna grow a lot quicker." Evan, help me out here, because so many people have this question. Do we pick a niche? Do we stay broad? Because be, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I have a couple niches I love, but it doesn't feed my soul to just talk about that one thing. How do help me out? How do, what do I do here? If it doesn't feed your soul, it's not the answer. Yes. So that's you know, why like, I go broad. That, that's why I well, chose to go broad. But 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 OK, but going broad
1: necessarily isn't the answer either. Mm. Uh The answer is to combine the things that you like together. Mm, Because if you're only doing one thing, most people think, or, and I get this question, I'm sure you get this all the time, like, do I do this or this, this or this? It's like, no, no, no. And it's both of them. Mm, To combine mm, those things together, right? Like if you love Bachata music, then that should be in every every show that you do. Like it's mixing your worlds together in a way that's never been mixed before. That's how you end up standing out. Because if you pick one or the other, you're always going to feel like, I wish I could spend more time here. And like, I don't want to just be Mm. pigeonholed and have to feel like I can only do this one thing. Mm. So it's in that combination embrace. And it doesn't mean you have to go so broad that then there is no message and there is no audience and you're targeting everybody. But what makes you unique is the combination of different Mm. passions that you have. And then in sharing that, like you could teach, like again, I just come back to bachata and music. I know, I know you like <laughs> bachata it, but poppy, there we but, go. <laughs> but you, you could you could teach life lessons and business lessons mm. through bachata music. One hundred percent. the origins of bachata, where it comes mm. from, putting your soul into your art, like you can use bachata music as the template, as the vehicle for all the stories that you share. And then if you play the music, most people don't even know. You put it on, they wouldn't even know what that is. I guess it sounds mm. like a Latin vibe, but they wouldn't know the name. You could you could tell the stories of the of the artists and tell the stories of, of the music, have people get up. At my Thought Leadership Academy, where I came, had people come to train how to be a thought leader for three days in Toronto, the first mm. thing I had them do was dance bachata at the front of the room together. <laughs>
0: yeah people I, people
1: who had no idea how to dance who had like i have two left feet i suck i can never do this we had them in a few minutes dancing some basic bachata moves with with some turns like some basic stuff but 100%. why does like, who cares well because this this whole event that i'm doing is about helping people get out of their comfort zone because mm. to share your message on camera is scary so i'm mm. gonna have you dance because that's people are afraid of dancing people have never danced. 100 super so now now you're forced to do it right and, mm. and some of the guys that were like man my my wife's been trying to get me to dance for 20 years and i've always said no and somehow you got me dancing in the first five minutes of being yes. here drawn, right yes so- so it's in that company, now why? That's not just a strategy, because I own a dance studio, because mm. dancing is part of my life. It's how I met my wife. It's it's authentic to me. It doesn't, if somebody else tried to do it, if somebody else tried to do it, it
0: wouldn't work out. Mm. Because you it can't it's, even spell bachata, right? It's, it's, it's interesting though. So for instance, I do tons of brand consulting and, and coaching. And, and I thought about it, I'm like, listen, why when we're talking to people or companies about their brand, does it keep coming back to their life? And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people aren't stepping in front of the camera or kind of even stepping into their own selves You know, I'm a big proponent of living your full self on purpose, on purpose, capital letters. Now I call it brand life. So when usually we talk and we say, hey, why don't you wanna get on camera? It's amazing how many reasons come back to us that is not even because of them, it's because of their their sister or their mother or their dad or their childhood or this this confidence. Now you're a a self-confessed introvert, right? How have you became this video master being the introverted person that you are, which I think is fabulous. Because introverts still wanna serve. Mm. Mm.
1: this was the thing that really held me back and i struggled a lot with and i got into the most fights with my agent uh, Mm. of all time because he would say evan you need your biggest problem is you don't want to be famous Mm. i I don't why is that a problem It's like you don't, <laughs> you don't crave attention. It's like no, that's a problem. Why? <laughs> it's yeah. like we fought. He's this hardcore New York guy. I just couldn't understand it because most people, when I look at my industry, and look at the people on TV, and you see everybody else, like, they seem to be extroverted and type A personalities. Like okay, that's not me. Yeah. It wasn't until it sunk in, and it's listen, it's it's uh, me not hearing the message properly too because I used to associate well. If you're famous, you have a big ego and you're a selfish mm. person and. All of the stuff that I had to, you know, unwind. But eventually, at some point, you, it, it sunk in where it's like, hey, the more people who know your story, the more your message gets out there. Mm. And so, sharing your story, and what you've been through, is actually of service. It's, yes. it's selfish not to share your story. Yes, absolutely. And it took it took a while. Like, what? That doesn't make yeah. sense. It took a while to like yeah. make all the yeah. pieces flow. But yeah. introverts, I believe, everybody wants to serve. Humans are built to serve, right? It's why I wrote. Built to serve. Built to, serve. You're a, to are, serve. If you're not happy it's cause you're not serving right now, right? Period. Correct. And some people want to serve the the twenty five closest people to them. And some people like Ryan and I and probably people, you know, listening, watching, you want to serve the world. You want to have a huge impact. You wanna mm. have a, a big reach. So that's that's a hard thing to balance of if you're introverted and you still want to serve because here now, you know, you're capable of more. You've got this heart's desire. You've got your capital P purpose, like you like, mm. you like to say, but you're afraid to get out there and you associate fame or celebrity or whatever with, with ego and lack of service. So that's like gas on the break, uh, foot on the gas and a brake at the same time. Yes. Um, so you have to let go of the break and let go in the break is saying, no, I still want to serve. And the more people who know the message and know me, the more I can actually spread it. Um, and then I, dude, I still have to remind myself of it. I, it's still every time I get on stage, every time um, I do some big event, I've, I'm always <laughs> reluctant. I'm always afraid. I'm always scared. And the two things I come back to, one is service. And then the two is um, that I do difficult things. That yes. The fact that it's hard is not a good enough reason anymore. And sometimes I need more of the punch and sometimes I need more of the, the hug. The hug is service. Service. like hey hmm. you're here to serve you're here to help I did a speaking gig with uh, David Goggins with before me and Peyton Manning was after me oh I'm
0: yeah. like, oh my gosh
1: what am I gonna do I'm sandwiched between David Goggins and Peyton Manning Like, are you kidding me and like and, and they flew me out this is with Ed myled and Andy Priscilla's event holy and, b- yes and people are paying 50 to 60,000 I think to be in this group um big fancy event out in whistler west coast canada and i was Mm -hmm. i was terrified i feel like why am i here i don't belong what the heck am i gonna you're going after david goggins who's like the most intense human alive and then the greatest quarterback you know alive uh and the thing that the thing that helped me is i looked at the people in the room and this Mm is a smaller group maybe 100 people but they're you know, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs Mm. uh, It's like, okay, I'm here to to help them. Like I'm here Mm. to serve them and I can serve them in a way that Peyton Manning and David Goggins can't. Mm. And it was in leaning into the service that then got me out on stage to go do my thing. Mm. So introverts still want to serve. You have a message, it means something. You want to help people. We all want to feel like our work matters and that today is going to matter to somebody else, Mm. introvert or not. And um, how does an introvert go off and win and have millions of subscribers? I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. <laughs>
0: Listen, uh, listen. I, I'm trying to get as much out of this this time we have together, and it's it's interesting systems. Your video systems, how you 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 know three videos a day on YouTube. It's amazing. I love what you did with Clubhouse, where you've ma- you repurposed so well, and that's why I got the DJ controller because you're you're mixing everything. Is there any hacks you could give our audience today on how to just get a great system of producing content, but also making the most of the content they're producing to get the maximized result from it? Yeah, um, I just created this
1: thought leadership success map that that I you know that I wish I could I could share but um, at the top is really your long form content so yep start with whatever you want to make money doing show me the process of you doing it right mm. so if if Reinhold wants to sell coaching show me Ryan Holtz coaching mm where most people will default to doing interviews or doing thought leadership, where like you're just talking direct to camera, which is great, but if you wanna sell coaching, show me you actually coaching. Take mm. your current clients and coach them live, or take your prospects who signed up for your list but haven't bought yet mm. and coach them live. Mm. So whatever you wanna make money doing, show me the process of you doing it. Mm. Understand that in thought leadership, the the quality of, of a video is not the production quality, <laughs> it's the thought quality, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. If you're a photographer or you're a videographer, like your stuff better be fly, better look killer, because that's your business. But if you're mm. if you're a coach or a speaker or have some other kind of business that's not related to multimedia, then then it doesn't matter as much how it looks. Mm. It's about the quality of thought that comes out. And that's where people get caught up on. Like I'm not hiring you to be my coach because of the third angle that you have mm. on
0: your video. Mm-hmm.
1: It's about yes. the, the, the fact that you change somebody's life yes. in that coaching video Big, that I saw. Great. Point. So so if you're trying to be a coach, that's what I would do. If we've got aspiring coaches here, I would make a daily show on Instagram. Like how, how does Evan Carmichael think? I'd make a daily Instagram show coaching people. I would book mm. my guests from my current coaching clients to take them deeper because when Mm. you coach somebody who's already a customer you get a chance to talk about your program without talking about your program like (laughs) hey hey we got evan here evan's a part of my you know mastermind group and (laughs) and he's paying me x to be here and man evan great to have you right like now you're talking about it i'm probably going to say great things about you we're promoting our program without you selling it yeah, um, and also people who are on my email list, who are leads that we yep. that we've already captured, that I haven't bought yet, but it's a chance for them to get to know you. Uh, I would make, I would book them in ahead of time, do an Instagram live with them, cut the video very basically for youtube to, mm. to cut out all of the the beginning stuff because the beginning of uh, even the beginning of the live like i, I was wait i'm like when's it going live yes I'm you know i was I yes was like the second person in but yes. there's still the beginning of when you go live you're like waiting and you're singing yes whatever. Like, yes that sucks for <laughs> youtube so, so we cut that part out and then we just, we just flip it. Like we're above each other here. We just mm-hmm. flip it. So you're on one side up and now you got a YouTube video, right? I love that. I, that's very basic editing. Like you either yes. learn how to do that yourself or you hire somebody to help you. But that, that is like a few minutes of work per video. That is, that is not a ton of work and forget about <laughs> lower thirds and music and intro and all the other stuff that people think they need. Because if you're making that content every day, you're going to start to blow up and start building it. Now the repurposing part comes in, you have a long. Form show how do we cut the clips and you do this i mean you're taking mm. the highlight moments yeah podcast and yep. you have this channel yep. you've, got your, you've got your podcast yep. channel yes you know so you're, you're cutting the clips to go yep. everywhere else but yep. it start that that could be you or could yep. be someone on your team but you know where's ryan's highest content creation it's at the it's at the show level it's at the highest level not Great sitting idea. there making, cutting up clips um so the biggest mistake people make is over overthinking their production mm. and just not releasing enough and then two, creating content that doesn't map to them getting more business. Like mm. coaches are not coaching, right? Mm. And it's, if you're a coach, the easiest thing to do is coach. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Like you, you just show up and say, hey, how can I help? Right? so true. You're going to get asked questions that relate hopefully to your business. Now, somebody's not going to come up and ask you, how do I make a cup of coffee or something, right? Mm. I mean, that's you're going to get asked things inside your comfort zone. And so people find it a lot easier to do coaching because one, you don't Need a script, you don't need to memorize like mm. your intro or anything, you're just showing up. And two, it feels like you're helping somebody instead of b- because you are helping somebody mm. as opposed to just talking to the camera. Mm. Where mm. It's, it's, it's even hard for me, like, I look at my mm. camera, I'm just by myself in my mm. studio, whatever. I used to have to picture somebody, like, I'm, I'm thinking of a friend of mine, and, and his face is the camera mm. instead of the camera. But when you're coaching, you like, if you asked me to make a video for your channel, it, it wouldn't be as good as us actually doing this because I can yes, see you and see the reaction. Absolutely. And- vibe with Ryan, right? Makes a huge difference. So coaching, if you're good at coaching, like if you suck at coaching and don't wanna sell it, then don't do this. But if you're great at coaching, it's the easiest type of content to make. Love this.
0: Evan, we're coming to the end of our time. Drop everybody your, your projects, where would they can find you, your book, everything, as a show of thanks. Thank you, thank you.
1: Time flies when you're having fun, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it does. It's like, what? It's- How is it already
0: up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Evan Carmichael, like
1: wherever you guys are, wherever you're on social, I'm probably hanging out there. Just check out Evan Carmichael. Uh, the the best thing to do is drop some love for Ryan. Like, what do you, where's the big, big, is it iTunes? Like, where do you want people to go?
0: Man, I got Spotify, iTunes. We we started really getting some traction with our YouTube. We got Instagram, check out the Ryan do Show podcast, but, but our, our show- what, Wait, hold on,
1: what's the number one place that you want people, like, what's the number one thing for you right now?
0: I would say right now, definitely iTunes. On the audio side, uh, iTunes. you know, Instagram number I, two. I, how many three. episodes of this show do you have? 147, my man. Hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> My man Ryan has
1: done a hundred and forty-seven episodes of this show. Yes. If you found. If you're a repeat listener and found any value in what Ryan's man. done or any of his guests, or if this is your first time, like, hey, this Ryan guy, I like him. It takes eight seconds to go to iTunes, look up his show, and just give give a review. That stuff means a everything. Ton. Everything. You, you everything. Just, everything. You, all the people leaving hearts right now, live on Instagram, just <laughs> pop over there and give them a review on iTunes. <laughs> because I'm like I'm a big believer in you gotta support the people who who bring you up like if you've been listening to 18 episodes of ryan and he's part Mm. of your routine the easiest way to say thank you, yeah, sure you can join his coaching program, and you can buy his stuff. But like the easiest way to say thank you is just to go leave a positive review where mm. it matters most. So it's like sure he's everywhere, but if, if the thing that he values most is iTunes, just take eight seconds, go give him some love. It makes a big difference.
0: Evan Carmichael, thank you so much, my man. Everybody check out Evan. This is gonna be repurposed in sixteen million different ways. You Let's are go. the you are the man. <laughs> oh Canada, Evan, take care, my man. Let's go. Much love. Take care, man. Much love, much love, brother. Shout the puppy. Ciao. Ciao. We're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Please don't forget to smash that five-star review as Team Holtz will love you for it. Also, say hi to Ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at Ryan Holtz one That's R-Y-A-N-H-O-L-T-Z, the number one. And if you or your business is looking to expand your brand, book a brand jam with Ryan using the link in the show notes.